you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. The Around the NFL podcast is not afraid to venture into the bear cave. Uh Uh-uh. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL I am Dan Hansis. I have heroes here. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. It is the Week 11 preview episode. Here we are. And can I say, can I say that uh, it's very nice um, when you see a talented broadcaster like Paul Allen of Vikings Radio go national go mainstream mm, as viral. he has this yeah. week viral yeah as the kids say um <laughs> but it's almost for me uh like fans of nirvana in 1990 in seattle that had the bleach record and then all of a sudden Nevermind comes out and is all of a sudden nirvana is not yours anymore it's everyone's mm. It's a little on my radar that it took until now for people to be like, oh, the guy that calls the Vikings game is amazing when we've been talking about that for years on this program. Give it to us. Give it's, it to us. It's a tough dynamic. Um, I think for you especially, you champion uh, these play-by-play announcers across the, across the United Give States. Give it to us. I hear you. It's slightly possessive, but that's okay, Give too. Give it to us. Yeah, I think you want a little to Mark Wahlberg and you fear. Want to yeah, a little bit. Paul, I also think Paul Allen's work he's done over the last 20 years Incredible. He had that call when Josh McCown knocked him out of the playoffs back in 2003, which no! is a, a famous call. And I would say his work has been much better than Bleach. Ultimately, like you listen to Bleach, it's, it's a couple good songs, like Calm Down About Nirvana pre no! 
Apples and oranges. I'm just saying, Allen's been at that top call. I don't. There it was. Your take is shaky there. It's like Bleach was a debut record from a revolutionary band. It wasn't a masterpiece. It was the start of something. Didn't have to be brilliant, but totally. I'm just saying, Paul Allen's been like brilliant. He's been he's been writing Nevermind on a weekly basis. Can I tell you (laughs) one? When I was uh, in college, like 4,000 years ago, like Dave Matthews, who I'm not touting as Nirvana or Paul Allen, like yes. was was playing essentially just at UVA across the country. And my friend was sending me mixtapes, and I'd play them in my dorm, and like all these people would stop by and be like, this guy sounds gross. Then like four weeks later, everyone's mm. blasting him out of the window of their dorm room. They it's were like, right, though. Dave Matthews does kind of sound gross in retrospect. I, I, they just couldn't stand him, and then four weeks later, they all loved him. That's all. It's to your thing where it's like suddenly I was like, well, it's not mine anymore. It was my secret mission to like him. And that was our weekly segment that I wonder if they'll take out of the TV show. Well, I'm sure that's not going to make the television show. So here we are. Let's move on. Week 11 is upon us. Uh, Nice week. Nice. And it got off to a good start. Titans Packers Thursday night football. Looking forward to that one. And you get that recap on the Friday fun show tomorrow morning. Uh, But we will start as we always do, with the primetime games. And uh, that takes us across the sidewalk to SoFi Stadium, where the Los Angeles Chargers will meet the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I do remember the last time the Chiefs were in SoFi Stadium. I was there. It was the first football game that I took my sons uh, to um, with uh, my wife. My wife! And uh, it was a great... Um, that you took your wife also. That's nice that you did. I mean, why would it be a humble bag? I don't know. Right? It's a oh, lot of... because she's a woman. She shouldn't go to the football game also? Yikes. I mean... Yikes. Why would Toxic that, much? Why would that come to your mind as a reason that anyone would, would ask the question? Mm, says more about you. I don't I don't know. I don't know why we're talking about this, but uh, I was happy to take my entire family. How That's that? nice of you. And it was a great game. And the Chargers should have won that game. And they were an exciting, dynamic offense. I... Now we fast forward a year. That was December. Now we're in November. And I don't feel about, about feel that way about this game. I remember being excited uh, to watch those two teams play at SoFi Stadium. This this year, I feel like the Chargers are not as good as their record indicates, which is not even that great a record. I think the Chiefs are in the conversation, certainly as the best team in football. And I don't see any way that the Chiefs go to SoFi and lose. I just don't see he, it. Is he going to do it? You know what I am. Oh I, if you give me these, this is what I have. They are in the zone. If you give me in the lock zone, Patrick Mahomes in prime time against the Chargers team that's all beat up, I'm locking it up. Ooh. Well, that's a totally, totally solid lock. I mean, I know it almost feels. I don't like to generally lock six point favorites, but if it's in the zone, I'm going to take it in this case because I'm not a fan of this Chargers team, and I have mm. to say Sunday night, Greg. The last time we saw the Chargers, it was when, and I know Keenan Allen might be back in this game. It was the first time I'm like, you know, I love Justin Herbert, but he's not making this, he's not saving this team. There's just too much too much wrong with it. So they, they were my first instinct to lock up as well. When I checked early in the week, right. they were actually above the lock zone at seven and a half. It's gone down two whole points. Because of Keenan? I think because of multiple 
factors. One, just people thinking that's a good value. That's probably the number one value. Yeah. And I, I would tend to agree. It's a division game. It's at home. They always play the Chiefs very tough. If you remember the week two game in Kansas City, I know it's a long time ago, but that was a game you kind of felt like the Chargers outplayed the Chiefs for most of it, and the Chiefs ended up sneaking uh, away with that win with a, with a couple big plays. It's also the game that changed Herbert's season because right. he got hurt. Yeah. And hasn't been the same, I don't think, until the bye. I think he's played better the last couple of weeks. That's part of the reason. Now I'm leaning against locking it up. I'm in the mark space where I actually don't know what I'm going to do. But the reason is uh, maybe injury situations that, yes, they could get Keenan Allen back. That yeah. one I'm not sure about. Still is he really going to be the same? One good leg. Mike Williams seems like he will be back, and he had a great game that's against good. the Chiefs, and that's huge. And then you look at the Chiefs receivers, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling's out of practice with an illness. It sounds like he'll be available, but Juju Smith-Schuster, I have my doubts. He hasn't been at practice, and Nicole Hardman. So that's that's two of their key receivers. Although you're kind of replacing Hardman with Kadarius Tony. I, mean, I just look at like you're the Chargers, and I know that uh, you know all these teams are so banged up at this point. But you don't have Joey Bosa. Their defensive line was so compromised by the end of that Niners game last Sunday night that San Francisco was running at will at them moving the ball, and that's not situations not a whole lot better. I I, I look at the wins that the Chargers have. And, and, you know, as they were unfurling these wins, it was harder to know who these other teams were. But it's against the Raiders, who are a flaming mess. The Texans, the Browns, the Broncos, and the Falcons. They don't have a signature win. I don't Mm. feel a lot of confidence that they're going to be able to do much to Patrick Mahomes, who is maybe the one quarterback in the league right now who is consistently on fire week to week. I mean, he's dominating. I trust him more than any other quarterback I, in the league. Right I don't now. even know yeah. who I pick number two because we're because of where we are with Josh Allen these right. last couple people, weeks. People trying to throw Tua right in the top of that. Well, MVP Tua, Tua has been totally consistent, but I think much. that's because there's a vacuum of other. There's a lack of other quarterbacks. QB index. Give me the top three right now. I I have Mahomes at one. Yep. Easily. Mm-hmm. I still have Allen at two because I feel like he he's, like a, he's slumpy. I sign off he's going to be slumpy. Endorsed. That's the way it is. And from there, I go Jalen Hurts. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I just... Where's Tua at, by the way? Tua's five. Okay, well, we'll get to but yeah, Tua but next like, But I think Tua, it's not a knock on Tua. It's just that Justin Herbert's the guy that kept hanging there up there in the top five or six, and it's like, I can't do it anymore. Right. It, Mahomes, the way he's controlling the game, and, and I, I mentioned it on Sunday, Romo had a good you know, view on it, and especially in terms of his eyes. Almost every play, he's moving the opponent. And I just feel like he's in a place that he wasn't in two years ago, that Justin Herbert is not in... Yet, and he's obviously got better coaching around him than Justin Herbert in terms of creating big plays. But I also think it's Mahomes' mind that's really taken like the next step mm. after take you know after taking a punch in his career, a, a metaphorical punch last year in terms of defenses kind of making a good move against him. I think he's now kind of outsmarting defenses again, and he's using his legs more than ever. He's he's going to set a career high in yards if he keeps it up on the ground. And it just feels like, how do you stop it? It's like he somehow added an element to his game. Yeah. And I think these players, these quarterbacks, it's such a it's such a game hack to be able to uh, bail out your offense with your legs. And he's always had the ability. It just seems like he has such great instincts with his legs. Two things. Um, Brandon Staley said yesterday that you mentioned Joey Bosa not playing. He's not even close. So you're seeing Weeks another away. Bosa – uh, injury being ruined, uh, Bosa season being ruined by injury, and you mentioned 
Yes, the Chiefs are a little beat up, but the Skadarius Tony acquisition it's mm. it's coming in big now. You feel you feel it as a potential seismic addition uh because the players seem to love him. Obviously the coaching staff found a way to get him involved. Uh last week Travis Kelsey said he couldn't he cannot believe um the Giants let him out of How their they, building. It's like the Chiefs of all teams pulled off this trade for a guy that the Giants had in their doghouse. Smart teams forever. do smart things. I, I mean Mahomes has not lost in November, December. Since 2019. Whoa. You keep matters. supporting why, uh, why I was thinking of locking. Maybe I oh, but do. I'm already locking. You know you don't like to do that. I think either way, but if I did I'm, it with you, be, it would guarantee always, a win. I'm going to be stuck. welcome. Always welcome. They, can the Chiefs <laughs> run on the Chargers too? Like If they can, then it's really over. Everyone runs on the Chargers. And the Chargers have so many injuries that at this point we'd barely even mention them, but they lost two defensive tackles for the season last week. Right. They only had three healthy defensive tackles on the roster. I believe is how you pronounce it. And then Christian Covington, who was basically brought in as a replacement for their other injuries. So they lose two more guys on their defensive interior. They're terrible up front. And I think the Chiefs offensive line is really good. I the the reason I'm hesitant to do it though, Dan, is I do think the Chiefs defense is maybe vulnerable right. and Herbert I think's You're playing right. better if it hasn't showed up. That's all. You're right. I think the Chargers they could win. I don't think they're they going to, but I could see Herbert having his best game of this in a long time with Mike Williams and making it interesting. These two teams have played each other very close. Herbert's three and four against the Andy Reid Mahomes team, including right. the loss earlier this year. They've always played these close games. How about this? Because, of course, I want to get my lock. Yeah. But I'm loyal to football. Not as loyal to football as Greggy. He didn't do it He didn't do it on Sunday Night Football. We're giving him uh, a bit I'm of a pass. I'm loyal to football. Justin, if you're going to do back-to-back, not you, Justin. If you're going to – Justin Herbert, if you're going to give me – if we're getting back-to-back Herbert primetime games, give me a big one. You, you got to – Give you, me a big you gotta one. You got to show up. Show everybody yep. what a stud you are and lift your team to a higher place. Maybe it happens. We get a fun shootout like last December. Or the Chiefs keep kicking butt. We shall see. Let's move to Monday Night Football. The San Francisco 4. This, are, it's just like the same teams playing in primetime every single week. Is that where we're at? I mean, it, in is, in, it is different because it's in Mexico City. The Chargers game was flexed into primetime to get the Steelers off our screen. So I'm not complaining. All about right. That. That's fair. 49ers, 5-4. and four. Uh, The Cardinals, 4-6 and six from Estadio Azteca. And uh, hola to all our uh, listeners in Mexico and surrounding territories. Here we go. Uh, Kyler Murray in this game, we don't know. We don't know. Again, the hamstring, I think there's a lot of speculation that um, he's going to take another week here, although it's not written in stone at this point. It also marked there was a uh, local columnist who was speaking on the idea of, oh, yeah, leave Colt in there. In fact, just leave him in period. The offense is better with him. I didn't read it. I'm assuming that's what it was about. Um, Your thoughts on this game? Well, I think one thing about Colt McCoy last week against the Rams, the the Cardinals' offense to me seemed more organized. It just seemed their characterization week after week was like mind-numbing gaffes. And uh, I'm not putting that all on Kyler Murray. I think they've just been a disorganized offense in general. But Colt McCoy, I mean, if you watch Hard Knocks, and Greg and I have been tracking it to some degree, it was notable to Did me. Did you guys launch the pod yet? We actually we're, are just having private conversations yeah, having, on the phone that we the record point? and then replay yeah. for our own. What's the point of talking if it's not into a microphone and people can't hear it? it well, <laughs> ever? Yeah. But I mean, you, Greg and I have got... you know so what we, we do? We've evolved beyond that necessity, I guess. So you guys are now having private phone no, calls. Then we, re- then we replay it to each other. We replay it for our own. You guys don't have private phone calls. But I will tell you something happened on that show. And you do learn little things. 
Like, call McCoy number one. The way he just walks around, so comfortable in his own skin, going up to certain players in practice and asking how they prefer, where do you want the ball to show the up? Details how can I just Little details. And, like, there was a section on that show where during the game, a bunch of, like, wide receivers and skill position players were like, Cole McCoy's experienced. He knows what he's doing out here. We love playing with him. It's yeah, like, you know, those, are the, crazy, those are the defensive players. And they were like, that's why he's been in the league so long. He, that ball is out. He knows they, where they he's just, going. It's, there is something notable to me about <laughs> that, that situation. I kind of think that Cliff Kingsbury hit a bit of a comfort zone last week with Colt McCoy just being in there. So I'm not saying you go columnist and say, don't start Kyler Murray, but you've, you're have you the you're the guy that is anti-Cardinals and thought they'd been a total mess. Last yeah, week, I just, they were not. I can't get on this train either. He has one good game against the bad Rams team. And, well, he beat the Niners last year. And it's like, oh, maybe Kyler Murray shouldn't rush back. I mean... All I'm saying is what I said I mean, is that I think on. he's a good leader, that's all. I, I'm not saying he should I mean, replace there is something There is something there that with his experience and the way he helps run the practice with Cliff, he knows Cliff's offense so well by now that there is a veteran sort of attention to detail that Kyler Murray as a younger player maybe doesn't have. And Kyler Murray, re- re- you know, relies on his athleticism more, of course. That said, I don't think their offense did anything last week that Kyler Murray couldn't have done. They, they didn't have 300 yards of offense. It looked a lot to me like the Kyler Murray offense for the most part, five, six yards per attempt. Colt McCoy gives a level of comfort that you feel like Steve Keim has and Cliff Kingsbury. I think there is something there. You know, you know I'm just a Colt McCoy fan too. Right. That's right. where I'm coming from. But right. He also helps right. make up for an, understand. O- an offensive line. We haven't given them a lot of um, leeway here that they're missing four starting offensive linemen. That you know, yeah. So are the Rams, and we're like, oh, their season's over. I guess they, there's no way they can try. They're missing four offensive linemen, but the Cardinals have been doing the same thing the last three weeks, and they should be, uh, you know, given some credit for overcoming that. I think that ends this week, though. <laughs> you do, okay. So I mean, they're gonna get crushed by the 49ers defense. Like that's a nice story against the Rams, <laughs> and then the 49ers are gonna, you know. Here's one. Here's a stat that I think I'm, just, I'm a pinata. I'm just so I'm. My interest level is so disconnected from your guys' interest level in the Arizona Cardinals that I struggle sometimes. But then, but then Dan, for the sake yeah. of, of the of the viewer, the yes. listener, and yes. the show, yes, we we need to we need to prop Some up the bad Cardinals. Some teams yes. are compelling. Okay. Yes. Like we can't just go where you you have no interest, yes. so we just skip the game. Well, like, I'm just saying. I feel like you're trying to sell me on the Cardinals. I, I just I'm not buying. Here's why Monday here, night Mexico <laughs> games are always crazy. We haven't had one in three or four years. Two years which I yeah, forgot. Three, yeah. I forgot. 2019. Here's a stat that I think kills Arizona. Because this is this is San Francisco's strength. They no team in the league allows more yards after the catch than the Cardinals. Oh. And what did the Niners do better than anyone in Yak, Shanahan's Yak offense? Bros. The Yak Bros. So yeah, I, I don't like that for Arizona. I bet this is a Debo game and a Kittle game. Whenever those two guys are totally silent, yes. like they were the week before, then they, they get them involved. I think the run game is coming each week. I think Jimmy's playing well. I think Fred Warner, who I don't think had his best start to the season or best year last year has been making plays week after week. You could see him blitzing. Like, I just, I like this 49ers team a lot, and I, I think it's a mismatch. I do, too. I mean, I've had them hovering around the top five of the power rankings for weeks, and I think, you know, I thought it was interesting the way their offense was used last week. It, some of it gave me the vibe that Kyle Shanahan and, of course, Jimmy G are trying to figure out, all right, now that we have everybody on the field, how do we – how do we put this together? So you had an interesting thing like Elijah Mitchell in his first game back out touching Christian McCaffrey on the ground. I found that interesting. I wonder what 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 kind of share do we have in the running game between these two players? Because obviously Shanahan likes Mitchell a lot. You know, Debo had just two catches on six looks last week. I think 
to your point, they'll probably make a concerted effort to get him involved. George Kittle, who as great as Kittle is, it's just interesting how he just comes and goes in this offense at times. He's I know not the same guy. He's he, still really valuable, but he's not mini Gronk that he was early in right. the career. He was targeted just twice um, last week. So, Brandon, you got his. There's just a lot of mouths to feed. And Isn't it kind of a great trust problem, Jimmy though? G? It's great. It's rich people problems. I, I for also sure. think you're like, you're, you're, it isn't the worst thing to have a game where you're, if you're in control, Christian McCaffrey doesn't need to have. 35 touches. No, I think you're resting these guys. I think it'll be closer to 50 50 than his his fantasy owners want the rest of the way because it keeps them both fresh. They're thinking about going Mm -hmm. and winning a Super Bowl. I read a stat that they can measure this on secondary markets. More than 80% of the tickets are being sold to 49ers (laughs) fans. So on paper, I I think this is a Cardinals home game, but it's going to be a 49ers home game. uh, In spirit. One more note on this. Well, DeAndre Hopkins did not practice on Thursday. Uh, Marquise Brown, we talked about, ooh, Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins together. Uh, We'll see. We'll see if Hopkins plays, and also uh, we'll see if Hollywood Brown comes back. He actually participated in Thursday's practice for the Cardinals. Rondale Moore's been looking pretty good. That makes them a little more interesting, perhaps, if uh, both those wide receivers are back. We're not asking you to be interested. It's, it's not. A, it's, yeah, it's fine. It, we're not asking you to. It's fine. I, I guess I, you, you're getting a lot of JJ. I'm a little Watt. surprised. We're back in on the JJ Watt. <laughs> I'm a little surprised how in you guys are on this Cardinals team, considering the the product that they I'm put not, out there. I'm not in on them as weeks. like I'm a fan. I just find the their whole thing compelling. Here's who I like. I do fun. like this version of Hard Knocks right now. There's a little more. I do like that. There's more at stake. There's more tension. You should like do that. I like Hard Knocks no. because this has been interesting. I like it because Talking it's to got a microphone about it. It's got a disastrous implosion kind of feel. To it. That's I what see. I enjoy. He wants. He he just wants the downloads. Dan is just a monster when it data. comes to the yeah. well, we'll analytics, and he just metrics. wants. We can uh, we can have Gravedigger upload the conversation that Greg and I have had the past. He two wants weeks. more advertising for for our advertisers. I want ads. I want money. Uh, no, I I you like issues. I like two things con- connected to the Cardinals. Um, Jason Zumwalt. Yeah. Uh, my friend. Yeah. And Colt Sessler. There you go. I like that connection. Well, guess what? Zumwalt go. is going to be my guest on the Monday Night Football <gasps> Recap. We've booked him. The the voice, the new voice that. of the Around the You could have had Colt Sessler if you asked. Uh, Ooh, that's a must listen. It's a late. It's pretty On late. Monday Night yeah. Football. All right, let us take a break, and then we'll get to the draft. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, we are back, and it is time to begin the Week 11 draft for Around the NFL. And this week, Greg's been doing a lot of belly aching about whenever it's his first pick. It's There's never a good game to take. Let's see, Mark, what he says right now. No, I think there was two good games to take. I was very torn on it. I decided if if Jets Patriots had a, the right announcer crew, I'm just going to take them from Dan. I don't care about this. I always <laughs> let Dan have it because it actually is a, a really compelling game, but I'm not going to do it. I'm taking Tony Romo on the Cowboys-Vikings to start out. Uh, when I saw that they were the crew on that game, I was like, okay, I'm taking that game. Cowboys-Vikings sure. is... Not a referendum on these two teams, but I think it's the best matchup between two quality teams that I'm curious about at this point of the season. Uh, they actually asked Mike McCarthy this week in a press conference setting if he puts anything to the fact that the defense hasn't played as well when Dak is at quarterback. I mean, what kind of question that is, is a this? But this is question. like, but this is like what happens. Like people are like, well, they're averaging 15 more points per game given up when Dak's at quarterback. It's like, yeah, that's why you shouldn't have given Cooper Rush all the credit. Uh, there's a lot that goes into football games. Their opponents have been much tougher. But as someone who believes in the Cowboys as a potential Super Bowl team, mm. Uh, I'm a little on my heels here mm. that the Cowboys, especially uh, their run defense, have not been as impressive the last couple of weeks against Chicago and uh, against Green Bay. And so I want to see how they respond against Dalvin Cook. They they certainly haven't been just shutting people down. People have adjusted, I think, getting the ball out quickly against their pass defense as well. And I think Minnesota's slightly getting better each and every week. I know we saw them as a middle-of-the-pack team that was, like, getting lucky. But you can get better. And I think they are getting better. And I think that's a great matchup to watch and, a, and another litmus test for the Vikings. I know they just beat the Bills, but for the Vikings' offense in a controlled setting against this Cowboys team, I'm really excited to see it. And I, I got to admit, I'm excited to see how Tony Romo calls it. I, All right. I learned things from him. That's good. And we just had Mark Sanchez on the show learning more about the craft in the booth. This is a, a really great stretch for Minnesota because obviously they have this dramatic, exciting win in Buffalo. Now, as we said, we have Dallas this week. We get New England next week at home. Then we get the Jets the week after that also at home. Uh, and, you know, those are all games that are – there's no gimmies there. So it's going to be interesting to see what Ooh, version – Thanksgiving night they got the Patriots. Big yummy. Spot. Mm. Yummy. So um, I'm looking forward. I'm the same way. I mean, every anybody that had hesitations about the Vikings, and that included me, came out of that Buffalo game being like, man, that was, that was impressive. But 
do they have it in them to sustain this and really be a team that by the end of uh, the regular season, like, oh, yeah, this they might take the number one seed. They might win a win, get a bye. Yeah, that would be interesting. But this is a nice test. I'm ha- looking forward to it. Haven't they reversed, uh, for me at least, and I feel like you're sort of saying the same thing, the way that I felt about the Vikings uh, for the entire run of this show. I mean, teams that are winning miracle games and having incredible times on the plane ride home – become dangerous. I know that our friend Patrick Claibon doesn't believe in momentum, X, Y, and Z. I think it's there's something psychological about winning a game like that in Buffalo that was so highly improbable. It was a litmus test, and they passed. And I don't see any reason they couldn't do it against Dallas. I would be concerned, though. Christian Darasaw, their star left tackle, who's PFF's number one left tackle, is in concussion protocol, did not practice Mm. early this week. We'll have to see what happens there. I mean, that's the kind of thing where you look at Dallas's defense and the way that they can disrupt Kirk Cousins, whose numbers fall off a cliff under pressure. I, I think Cousins is having an enjoyable season. There's, there's not taking anything away from what he's done, especially in the fourth quarter when he's been so clutch. But how, how many times has the incredible talent of Justin Jefferson saved Cousins on a couple of his throws? I mean, well, Last week was a perfect a, example. Exactly. He did not play great in that game until the end, and then he did in the fourth, when it mattered. And, and you mentioned but he didn't this. play that well before in that game. You mentioned that, uh, that Justin Jefferson on Sunday's show had, that, had nine receptions with a sub-50% completion probability. And that's not just, you know, part of that is just his talent. But that's more than anyone in the next-gen stats era in a single game. How about step up Tra- Trayvon Diggs? I- I've been uh, looking forward to watching this matchup. I think Diggs has played better this year. I think he's better this year, even though he's not getting the interceptions. I think he's taken a step to you know one of the best cornerbacks in the league, which last year was maybe just about the big plays, but I think the Cowboys lost in part last week because they got cute and they played like man coverage the entire game. They, they played it more at one point in the game. I remember next gen stats that had said than any team had for years. Like they were just daring the Packers to beat them one-on-one and it kind of happened. But I think Diggs and Jefferson, not that you're not going to have a safety Mm -hmm. there to help, but that's a great matchup. Yeah. And uh, you know, the thing about the defense and the stupid question about the way it's played with uh, Dak back is, you know, you got to look at the schedule as well. And right. That's, you know, there's a lot of factors, but one is the schedule. So they've got, since Dak came back, he came back against Detroit and uh, they played well in that game. Chicago, Justin Fields is exploding right Right. now. Right. And then you get the Packers in a, you know, desperation with Aaron Rodgers on the field and they made play. So I'm not freaking out about that. I think it's more about the peaks and valleys of the season. There are not many 85 bears defenses or 2000 Ravens defense. You're going to have, these uh, moments where, it, you know, you come down a little bit. The idea now is to come back up uh, mm. by the end of the season. So I'm not concerned about the defense at all in this game. Man, I, it's Should a tough be. game to pick. Let's I, pick I this one. I'll just say I, this where nobody's underdog. No, you're not. I saw this and knew right away. I'm picking the Cowboys. I mean, I think they're a better team. I think CeeDee Lamb is a is a grown man who's really showing, like, like he's such a strong receiver. I think Tony Pollard has shown what he is as a – primary back. Is he a grown man too? He's a grown man. I'm just saying, I mean, CeeDee Lamb all, is All these tough. players are legally adults. But a, you don't think of CeeDee Lamb as like for his toughness and right. he, man, he's tough. And Pollard, 246 yards over the last two weeks. I just think they're a better team and I think they're going to be hungrier coming off that loss and get that win. I'm telling you what's going to happen right now. Okay. Is he? Minnesota wins its second straight game in overtime. Is he? Is he no. going to do it? No, I'm just telling but you. You're, I, but you're telling us definitively. Yeah. Ooh. I feel definitive about another game. Okay. Go ahead. Justin. I have a prediction of how this game's going to go. Actually, oh. I'm going to let Paul Allen say my, say oh. my prediction oh, of how I this like game's going to go. The Vikings are going to win! <laughs> I'm locking up the Vikings. Now, wow. I love that. I love that. Now, the Grant irony Digger. of that uh, sound drop is 
Paul Allen, uh, you know, he spoke too soon. Premature. They ended right. up giving up the game-tying field goal, and that game went to overtime. Well, he was ultimately he was, correct. Yeah, he he he, he was the correct in the end. I, <laughs> God, I'm I would my confidence in the Cowboys was shaken by the way that game played out, both sides of the ball, and are they kind of at the end of the day is this kind of the same old Cowboys team? I, and, but then on the flip side, it's like the Vikings. This does not. This is not how it works. They are seven and zero in one-score games, and. You could say that everything's flipped and the Vikings are a different team now, or you could say that no team is more in line for some regression to hit than the Vikings. At the end of the day, I'll go with the home team in a oh, great wow. game. I will go, you know, 34-31 Vikings over the Cowboys. Love it. Good That's num- a good game. Good number one pick. I'm yes, not, I wasn't. I wasn't. That's a slam dunk, Marky. Okay, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you to understand. Um, why I'm picking what I'm picking. Talk us through it. Okay, because one thing I've learned, if, you, if you're new to the show, when we pick these games, these are the games that we watch on Sunday and have to deal with for three and a half hours. There's only three late deal games. With. Well, you deal with. Such a mark well, saying. Eight of them, no, no, no. So I but feel like you focus less on your games, maybe. You may think off. that. That's not accurate. You question um, the strategy of your game watching on Sunday. Here's the thing. It's like, neither here nor there. The, there's only two more late games. I'm taking Cincinnati at Pittsburgh because by okay. the time it comes back around to me, if I'm stuck yeah. watching the Denver Broncos versus the Raiders for three and a half hours, Fair. you're Say taking no energy out of my Sunday. But I, I also like this game because I last well, the last time we saw these two teams, Cincinnati, I'm which sorry. is yeah. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati is the number two overall pick. <laughs> yeah. I think the I ex- logic I explained why. And I, I literally don't care what your response is. <laughs> The logic was sound. There's so not can, many great can, games, and right. we can't take Dan's precious Jets away from yeah, like that. So. By the way, actually, part of it get is off part that of corner. It is, no. I don't care. You could take that game. I'm watching it anyway. So, right, so go ahead. Take so it. While I, I'm loyal I to take... football, I'm also loyal to the show. I want the best show possible. That's I what I want. want and I don't want to take no, the Jets no, no, from no, no. you. I think you're Mr. I don't like watching the Patriots on the game day because I can't focus. I wanted to. I wanted to. I'd say that not every week. It's like, especially this Patriots team. Go ahead. I, I want to see, like, like the, the mix in five touchdowns and he had 211 scrimmage yards. That was like the Bengals from last year. Can they sustain that mm, against no. the Steelers with mm, TJ mm, Watt? Mm. I'm not saying that's going to be every week. Can you run the ball that well, though? The Steelers had 270 yards rushing after being one of the most unwatchable ground attacks all year. So I don't buy that, that that's mm-hmm. going to happen either. But mm-hmm. I do want to see what happens with this. The Bengals are 0-3 in the AFC North. This is absolutely a time for them to awaken, or I'm stopped. I'm going to start to shut off on them. I'm going to lock up the Cincinnati Bengals because I believe in Pittsburgh, there's no way after what happened in week one, Joe Burrow needed five interceptions for the Steelers to take that thing into overtime. There is no way this Bengals team, if they believe in themselves the way that they should, crumble again against the Steelers. You cannot go 0-2 against Pittsburgh and try to convince me that you're an item in the AFC. Well, yeah, I think... Getting I mean, the that, win that said, in the standings feels more important than convincing you that they're an item. Not in my world. <laughs> I'm going to lock it up, too. I'm Are with you? you. All right. I can what see can go wrong? I can see it going wrong, actually. It's a road game in I the division. And they always play when you guys tape. lock up together, it always works out well. Yeah, well, one does. of us is bound to change before Sunday. That's what's <laughs> yeah, happening. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. I know. I was, I've been torn between them and the, and the Chargers. But, oh, this or is the good. Chiefs, rather. <laughs> this is good. I, I, I don't know if I see them as like a fixed team. I think they're going to have their ups and downs. But this, Cincy? I'm, yeah, Cincy. Yeah. I mean, but Pittsburgh is who I'm picking in this game. I'm picking against them. Nothing that happened last week made me feel any different. I think TJ Watt being back is good. I think Najee Harris did have a little bit of 
uh, juice to him last week that he didn't have previously. But now he's dealing with knee pain. That's a positive. I didn't know that, yeah. and that's uh, that's good information to to tell our listeners. Well, that's a ne- that's, that's a negative to counter your. I wasn't aware oh, of that. A top no. ten insider. I'm I'm glad you. <laughs> I, just, I read it. Really? threw that out there. It might inform really nice. uh, my son's fantasy you know decision. He was what's tra- it, what's his record now? What is he? Was he he's one up and eight to three and seven? Okay. He was at oh, zero really? and six. Good, so good, he's, good. He's rallying. You did let him down initially, but okay. I mean, yeah. I, it's good to the value of losing. He's very, you know, he also refuses. I, I guess I've let him down because he refuses to drop Geno Smith during a bye week, even though if he doesn't do that, he'll have an empty spot on his roster. I was like, that's not worth it. You just have to, you have to take Mike Evans out if he's off this week and drop Geno. He's, he's very like, loyal. No. He's like, I'm keeping him and I'm just going to take a zero. I'm going to try to convince him otherwise, but I'm not going to convince myself out of this lock. This Does he know that you built Roto World brick by brick? No. Is he aware of that? He's not aware. He's yeah, not aware. Kenny Pickett. I'm going to give your son a call. Show me something, Kenny Pickett. I'm convinced the Steelers <laughs> would have a better chance to win with Mitch Trubisky. I just haven't seen it from Kenny Pickett yet. It happens. I, I, it's not, a rookie quarterback, but I, you know, I think it's fine. Like, I mean, it, I don't know what their plan is. Like, they're not, they're not going to the playoffs. Like, maybe you just give him as I'm much not killing work him. as I you mean, can. But he's no worse. He's certainly as good or better than some of the rookies were doing last year. It's what happens. But he's not helping them win. No, he? and you know. It wasn't like he came into the league as a slam dunk prospect to start with, uh, Kenny Pickett. He's, I, he's older than Justin Fields. Like, he's a year older. <laughs> uh, so they hit the bye. I, it was good to see Cincinnati, obviously, um, get healthy and, and beat up on the Panthers before they hit their bye. I know Jamar Chase is still out of the mix. Um, the last time they played a defense that was competitive, Cleveland shut him down on Halloween night. Uh, but I, I think you guys are in good hands on this lock. Uh, unless T.J. Watt, who... Was active, but didn't make much of a box score uh, presence. He made a big difference in that game, But though. he was he very really active, was. and I think uh, you're only – the danger you're in here is that Cincinnati offensive line that's been up and down this year gets housed and gets a clown suit put on it, and T.J. Watt changes the game, but – You'll but that, fine. but the pro, I mean, you know, I think these AFC North games, that's that's what happened that yeah. other time. At Field, you'd be in trouble, but at Acrisure Stadium, <laughs> you're, it's a little bit different. <laughs> you're in good Listen shape. to this thing about Burrow. Burrow against the AFC North this season, five touchdowns, six picks. Against every other team, 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Now, I know a bunch that came against Pittsburgh, but that's who they're playing. I know. They, they were so good in the division last year, including a couple of romps over the Steelers. Uh, yeah. but, but that week one kind of set the tone that they just play bad in the division. Uh, all right. The third overall pick is the New York Jets at the New England Patriots uh, from Foxborough. See what we did for you? I'm I'm saying like thank I know you, you don't you you are you don't care about anything. Yeah, but Greg and I under, were were we care uh, about our you. intentions were nice. <laughs> no, I think I think that's really swell of you guys. Okay, but well, um, ultimately I was like going to watch the game and talk about it on the show regardless. So I I had decided if I in if, the future if Charles Davis was on this game right I'd be watching it when I saw it was Trent Green. If it was Romo or Charles Davis, I was going to do it. And I was like, nah, it's a Trent Green game. That's going to be my tiebreaker. I'm going to Romo. Do you ever think maybe you're too reliant on like who's calling the game and not as plugged in on the teams themselves? And the I game try to spread factor. it out. I'm plugged in. Yeah. My point is at, we all have different things we value. For me, that 10 a.m. game, that's the game I'm going to watch the closest mm. of all the games in, mm-hmm. in the day. I want to be in good, good hands. All right, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm loyal to football. So the Patriots are typically in very good hands um, when Bill Belichick is coaching against the New York Jets, a team that he has historically owned. We had Mark Sanchez on the show on Tuesday, 
And um, he, of course, uh, we discussed a little bit the last time the Jets beat the Patriots in New England. And believe it or not. Wait, that was the last time? Yeah, Gravedigger, how how old were you in January 2011? He was four years old. No, I was 19 years old. So you were literally, <laughs> our producer was a teenager the last time the Jets beat the Patriots in New England. What? In the playoffs, since the last time they beat them in the regular season, Greggy, it was the Brett Favre year. <laughs> I was at that game. 2009. You were, and you saw the Jets win in overtime uh, against game. Matt Castle and the Patriots. Brady was out with the ACL. Randy Moss had a at-the-clock uh, touchdown catch to force overtime. Great game Thursday night. I called my dad from Big Wangs in Hollywood, and I said, Dad, this is it. This is the year with Brett Favre. Next week he tears his uh, arm like a bicep injury, and the, the team went down the drain. Mm. Doesn't matter. We spin forward. The Patriots are no longer the big bad Patriots to anybody else but the Jets, and I think that is very important to keep in mind here with this matchup because I think the Jets on paper and what we've seen this year are the better team, but I do absolutely think – that New England lives in the Jets' heads. Hmm. We saw it two weeks ago at the Meadowlands when, of course, Zach Wilson, who's even younger than Justin Graver, the last time the Jets won in the playoffs, he's not aware of the ghosts as much, but at the same time, he's had two games against the Pats, and they've been nightmare experiences. So he's in the club with Sam Darnold and all the other Jets quarterbacks of the past you know, 20 years. Can the Jets come out not kill themselves. And we talked about Patrick Mahomes and how what's made him even better this year is his ability to make plays with his legs and just have incredible instincts of when to know when to hold him and when to fold him and get out of that pocket. Zach Wilson, one thing that really jumped out to me in that Buffalo game was instead of the pirouette spinning away, running away in a panic, throwing the ball up for grabs, sometimes out of bounds, sometimes not. He used his really underrated athleticism got out of the pocket, made plays. He needs to do more of that and less overthinking things inside that pocket. I think that's a big part of this game. I was great at least that we all went into that game saying this is exactly what needs to happen with Zach Wilson, and he accomplished it. There was some element of more control, um, less distress, less chaos, and some growth. And I look across the, the field and think, you know, Mac Jones is a big problem for it's New big England game too. For him. I big mean, game. Mac Jones – it's like there's been a body switch to some degree. I just don't see the guy from especially early last season. And it's their offense, which outside of like Ramondre Stevenson, what are they right now? I mean, they just seem to me like this is a, sp- a space where the Jets, if their defense continues to do what it's been doing, there is no reason they couldn't knock out the Patriots. I was talking to our friend Judy Batista down in the makeup room, and she said, it's so true. He said, none of the players care about this Patriots business. <laughs> the coaching staff essentially wasn't around for any of that. They care, I mean, though, the they, coaches. But it's, it's so, so many other aware. people. There's so many other people in that building, though, mm. who aren't the players or coaches, mm. where this Patriots thing is still alive. And there's a media, and, and the I media, don't blame the media, right. but that's what they focus on when they talk to the players and the coaches, and it just it perpetuates around the well, organization. Well, and Robert Salas 0 and 3. Right. And I mean, Zach it's Wilson's still alive 0 3. Right. It, it's alive. And that's not the two great Patriots teams. You know, they got all worked up and they, they really talked up that, like, oh, we're mad that they put 45 on us last year. It was like, that was the Mac Jones Patriots that put 45 on them. And that anger didn't help them. None of the pregame narratives helped them. What hurt them was that Bill Belichick came up with a game plan to stymie Zach Wilson into total submission. Also now, a bogus roughing the passer card that wiped out a touchdown that would have made it 17 Wasn't bogus, but it was had nothing to do with the play <laughs> and fine, though. absolutely changed it. 
Zach Wilson got rid of the ball so quickly against Buffalo. He was so disciplined. His time to throw was like a second left than less than it was the rest of the season. If he does that, then they're fine because he'll miss. He won't um, make big mistakes. He'll use his legs. I think the running game should be okay. I don't know what to think about this Patriots defense. They're number one in the league in EPA per play mm. right now. Wow. But if you look at the opponents that they've played in the in the games they've they've it, what they've done is truly dominate some erratic offenses like dominate in a way teams don't in 2022 like anymore nine sacks versus like the, the Browns who are good offense but the Colts and, and the Jets and, and the Lions and some of these games some of them are okay offenses where they just they just win I kind of can't see them doing that again They're, they are a good run defense it you're gonna need better Mac Jones and for me like Belichick sees football as like a problem to be solved. And he just had the bye week. Maybe this is why I always think teams are going to come out of their bye week and really fix some things. And it never happens because I've been a Patriots fan my whole life. And Belichick, I think, really does use that bye week to address things. And so how are you going to solve Mac Jones? Because I don't know it right now. These these are two of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league right now, if you just look at like how they've played. And I'm shocked that Mac Jones is one of them. He's not going through his reads. He's, like, making panic decisions. He's just throwing balls up for grabs. Their offense seems to be like a – they're trying to be a vertical offense. He's not accurate, which seems – boggles my mind. Like, it it doesn't seem like he suits him. So, he I – He doesn't seem like a confident quarterback. Right? Well, no, I think they've taken his confidence away. He's been mismanaged, which so, is a weird thing inside New England's So, that gets to what I'm saying is, like, what do they come out with this week? Because they have to recognize what they were doing wasn't wor- working – what will they do? What will they do on the offensive line? Which, oh, by the way, they've benched their first-round pick, Cole Strange, in back-to-back weeks. They have a, ro- oh, really? a rotating group of right tackles who either get benched or hurt. Now they're probably back to Isaiah Wynn, who they had benched, but because Marcus Cannon got hurt, their offensive line hasn't been great either. And think- that's trouble against the Jets. I picked the Jets to win this game on- you- online. Uh, and I have a terrible how, uh, mush. I have a terrible Jets stat for you. That, no, that I'm not. I you, never pick against the Patriots. I just I'm like yes. What I, is the terrible stat you have for me, Mark? The only quarterback with three it's Christmas plus, early from Mark yes. to Dan. No, no, yes. no. I I'm I've been a Jets supporter this whole season, and I'm I'm rooting for you. I just think sure. this is this is the ghost you can slay <laughs> right here, though. The only quarterback with three plus starts and a lower passer rating versus Bill Belichick on earth is Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. I don't care. That's what you have to not care I about. Don't They've got to not care. You got to slay those ghosts. I don't care. The ghosts exist for people like me and people like the media. The Jets are the better team. They need to win this game. The Patriots can win by running the ball. I know your offensive line is suspect, but the Jets are without Sheldon Rankins, uh, who has a dislocated elbow. He's an important part. They're a little little thin um, in terms of stopping the run, and he was one Hmm. of their best run stuffers. I think that will be – I think Belichick's going to try to protect Mac Jones and hope they can get the run game going. That would be – Yes. And and I wonder if – because Bailey Zappi was not very good uh, the last time we saw him. I wonder if that will calm down the natives up there in Foxborough or if we're going to see more garbage like booing Mac Jones after a three and out in the first quarter and – Cut Ooh. to some Yahoo in the crowd that spent two hundred dollars on a Bailey Zappi jersey uh, because <laughs> he thinks he thinks he gets the Tom Brady every yeah. time a backup is unheralded and takes the field. It's not how it works. It's a big game because the Jets, big. if they go and two against the Patriots, that's that is deeply disappointing. And the Patriots, if they lose this game, they're in Minnesota on Thanksgiving night, and then they have the Bills on Thursday night. After that, they've got three games here in a pretty short span. And the next two are against two really good teams. This are they going to be part of this season or not? I think this this game will make a big come on Jets. Way it's a devastating loss if the Jets lose because you got Chicago, then at Minnesota, at Buffalo. The whole thing could go up in flames. Uh, win this game, win the game, please. I beg of you, Jets.
All right, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. listeners quick editor's note for everyone out there after we taped this episode we learned that the bills browns game would be moved to detroit so we didn't know that while previewing this next game hope you will still enjoy it okay now back to the show all right welcome back and it is time now for the sunday drive presented by toyota and it's snakes to the old zeuser Jesus, tugboat. What are Greg and I doing here? The new old blue eyes. Who's Jesus? What, who is the? What is going That's on? That's a here? new one. What is up with your short-term memory, Greg? It's almost like it's been impacted through years. You of... always say that, but my mom <laughs> suffers uh, from the same thing. And don't bring your mother. What into could be impacting Greg's short-term memory? Oh! Don't bring. <laughs> I don't bring Deb into this. I live in the moment, and I just throw away all um, the unimportant Remember stuff. the interior of my suit? Oh, yeah. Okay. They dropped well, I didn't the know that's a nickname, <laughs> but that's funny. That's good. I like that. Um, right. Hey, 420, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So here's the here's the pick. And I'll, I'll cite some reporting so apt. from Adam Schefter. This is developing news, by the way. Wow. Five hours ago. Forecasts calling for snow totals of three to six feet by Sunday in Buffalo, including possible what, Mark? 
Thunder Snow. Thunder Snow. Last time Snow forced NFL to move a game out of Buffalo was 2014 when the Jets and Bills played that Monday night in Detroit. You and I were at the uh, Motor. What was that place called in Culver City? The Motor Bar and Grill or? The Cozy Inn. No, 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 no. The Motor. Remember the Motor? The Garage. The Garage. And we it's watch part the of Jets. It, there, yeah. are, there is something located inside a garage. Yes, Who is the one with the pristine apart. short-term <laughs> memory here? Well, the motor, it was, it's a car-themed. It was, a, it was yes. auto-themed. Whatever. Yeah. I'm getting old. But I feel like I'm really high. <laughs> anyway, the Jets uh, and Bills got moved. The NFL, according to Schefter, is monitoring. That's a tough word. The storm. They're talking to the Bills and Browns. No. What are we doing here? Absolutely not. Do not move this. Unless fans are in peril uh, getting to and from the stadium. And you know those people. You know those people in Orchard Park. They How are. could they not be in three to five feet? Because they're made of different materials. The people of right. Western New York are tough. Okay, that's right. that's right. They can handle thunder snow. They drive big old trucks with chains on them. Okay, I'm on just the saying they got to clear those roads. They good. They not only will they get to and from from the stadium safely, they'll be tailgating in that building I, I and would, outside it. Well, like you could build igloos out in the out in the they parking will. lot, and you'd be very warm. Actually, which is a long it's supposed way of to saying, peak Friday, by the way. So they will have a little time to maybe recover, play the game maybe. in Buffalo. This is one of the best things about the sport of football is that you play in the elements. And if for nothing else, uh, Mark, and this is the last stand for the uh, Cleveland Browns, in my opinion, they're already in a deep hole right now in terms of their win loss record. The innocence comes to a conclusion around this organization in uh, less than two weeks when Deshaun Watson takes the field against Houston in week 13. So here we are now with the Browns needing a win. And maybe, as they say, weather is the ultimate equalizer. Maybe this will help the Browns with their studly running back, uh, Nick Chubb, if he gets the ball more than 12 times. And they take a W in the snow in Buffalo. I mean, these two teams played an incredible snow game way back in 2007. And so it's interesting that this is what the uh, environment could be all over again. On the flip side, Cleveland's run defense is the worst total defensive rushing EPA in the league right now. You can run on them. Now, can Buffalo take advantage of that with their backfield and Josh Allen? I think it's a great situation. This could be a really weird game, and you've wanted all along for Nick Chubb just to lead the league and carries. He's up there in all that business, but it's like it's Nick Chubb or bust, I think, this game. It really is, and it's like I kind of love it. That's the way it. to beat the Bills. That's I. You can run on the Bills, so it's like I love I love it for Cleveland. Uh, in it's in a scenario where if this were in a dome, I'd hate this game for Cleveland. Th- this is a true equalizer, and I, you know Jacoby Brissett. There was that period where he was killing you late in the game with the turnover. So was their defense killing them. Jacoby Brissett's been relatively clean week after week. And a pretty good backup quarterback for Cleveland. I mean, he's not been perfect at all, but I don't think he's been destroying them the way that maybe earlier in the year. No, I never thought he was because even those plays, just those interceptions, that he it was made a situational. Were partly because he was in, he had put them in position in like a thirty to thirty game, yeah. and he's a distraction to me from what's happened to the Browns this year, which has been just an unbelievably poorly coached defense. I mean, I, I think they're there maybe as the worst coaching jobs of the year. And that's partly on Stefanski. you got to be able to hire the right guy or change the scheme because they have enough talent on paper and they have games Where's where the they're accountability just... accountability on the players too, though? And the players. It well, it's all gone. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, put it on, I'll put it on the players as well, especially in the secondary. Those moves and those players are not playing well. And so there's not a lot of reason to think that they're going to suddenly have one the one great game. 
this week. But you mentioned running on the Bills. The the Bills are shockingly last in the league in terms of time of possession allowed per drive. So teams do have a way of shortening the game against Buffalo, and it only works so well. But the the Browns are as well-equipped to be in the snow, and their offensive line, I, I have a lot of confidence in them, and maybe they can run it enough that this is a, a nervous game for the Browns, especially if Tremaine Edmonds is not playing. I don't believe he practiced on Wednesday. And that hmm. that Bills defense, when they have Milano and Edmonds out there, that's a great tandem, and they've done well. And I think they, the whole defense is set up for those guys to make plays in the running game. And when they're missing one of them, they're just not the same. Not the same. I love this game, not just because of the thunder snow, but I want to see um, how Josh Allen and the Bills, what they should do with the Bill. If the Bills are as good as we all still think, and for instance, they're still number one in DVOA uh, team rankings. They're viewed as a team that's going through a little bit, but also special and talented, well coached. They should destroy the Browns in this game, right? Like they. I mean, except for this weather offensively, situation. Offensively, yeah, but I. And, yeah. And Josh Allen. Unless there's something we don't know about about his health, but it seems like a lot of the mistakes he's making are mental errors more than physical ones. He should learn from them, and I kind of this. Unless the weather really does play havoc, I can see this being an outrageous Josh Allen game where he runs for 100 yards and throws for 300, and they stamp a uh, Browns defense that is underperformed, and they kind of get right a little bit. Um, throws for 300, interesting, in Thundersnow, which, by the way, saying, well, unless, the weather, by then. unless okay. the weather really messes with things, that's the only thing to me that could save this Cleveland team is the weather, but even that might not do it. I just feel He'll really run. good about this. He'll run so much. He, he's been running more this year than he ever has in his career, too, which is crazy when you think back to the end of that rookie year when he really was running well. He's on pace for over 1,000 yards. He has more rushing yards this season than he had in all of the – 2020 COVID season when he almost was making a point not to run like I'm not that guy and mm. now he's back to I'm going to as well join all the rest of these quarterbacks and just run like crazy um, all they right. have the worst red zone scoring percentage in the league Buffalo that doesn't surprises make, me it doesn't make sense with I mean, him it's, as it, your quarterback it's been his inter- his red zone turnovers last couple of weeks too very strange this has taken a unexpected turn this season but I think they're just too good I think they come out of this funk and get hot yeah. starting here all right That was the Sunday Drive presented by Toyota. Mark, the draft is back to you. All right. Um, I just take games I like, and I think this is interesting. The Eagles at the Colts. What happened last week with the Colts? The Colts are the team of Sestiel. They are. It it is a fascinating (laughs) matchup to me because does everything – was that a mirage against a very bad, poorly coached Raiders team? Yes. Uh, this will be an acid test, no <laughs> doubt about it. Well, you say yes, but here's the thing that here's what changed for them that Frank Reich didn't have was he didn't have Matt Ryan playing his best game of the season or one of them, and he didn't have Jonathan Taylor suddenly becoming Jonathan Taylor. And the one thing you can do on the Eagles is you can run. That's I, I've been asking week after week, what's their weakness? What's their weakness? The Eagles. They're not totally perfect. You can run on them. And I think that right now, when you don't have Jordan Davis in there with their defensive coordinator said, he is essentially the pivot point that our whole run defense and what we want to do centers around. You don't have him. You went and signed Linval Joseph. We'll see what version of Linval Joseph you get. Because I'm just saying, if you want to be the Colts and you want to just be what you are, bread and butter. <laughs> Linval Joseph slander here from the Sestog. I, I just don't know. I mean, like he he was available. So if he was if he was you know, a premier player at this point, he wouldn't be. Oh, 
you know what? I hear what you're saying. I just is it not interesting? This is an interesting team now, the Colts. To me, not I mean, really. We they were we interesting last week to me okay. because of all the hoopla and the circus around them. We never meet in the middle on this. I know it's okay, but Matt Ryan, for instance. Like, he has these games in him still, but Matt Ryan, more often than not at this stage of his career, I think is going to just mix in stinkers, especially up against a, bad, a big pass rush, which the Eagles can bring. I, I don't like – the Jonathan Taylor thing, to me, is more interesting, but we've been talking all season about how bad their offensive line is, and now is it just magically fixed Was Jeff Saturday played center in the 2000s? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, they're, they're, it's, I think it's a better chance that that was the one-week – post-firing bump that many teams get. Also, us against the world. Everyone thinks we're and, a And joke. a Raiders team that can't rush the, the Raiders passer. are an absolute disaster right now. <laughs> and it was just like everything aligned for them to have a nice week. Now, that said, I get why they're the team of STL. Uh, because you like things I think it would be Sestiel people... versus STL. But... <laughs> Sestiel. Yeah. Um, okay. Sestiel. <laughs> uh, developing news. Ooh. All right, Ian Rappaport with the report. Rapsy. Rapsheet, they call him. Indomitian Sue has signed with the Eagles. Um, Linval Joseph and Sue and Robert Quinn. That is very interesting. That's I wild. Did. Sue. I love it. I love it. Now, Joe, the Eagles are so funny, man. They just like they do all the things that all the fans want their team to do. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, Jonathan Gannon has been quoted saying essentially like my defense doesn't work without a nose tackle. They already Jordan are, Davis, that's what are sort of about. built that they invite you to run and they're willing to give up some, you know, runs in exchange for being a better pass defense. And then when they lost Davis, it just went crazy. I don't know if that's what Sue's role is going to be or not him and Joseph combined, but Sue is the best defensive player on the field. I always remember rewatching that Bucks Rams playoff game. And I was just like, man, and Dominican Sue, what a weird career. He was 34 years old, and he was the best defensive player on the field for the Bucks in that game. And I, I heard reports he wanted eight or nine million dollars this year, or he wasn't going to play. And so he, no one gave it to him. him. And his but, buddy Lee Iacocca were just like <laughs> chopping it up. It's like you don't go back unless they pay you top dollar. But now it's <laughs> Thanks, like <Lee>. if you're <laughs> Dominican <laughs> Sue, new car. <laughs> it was like on the on the <laughs> car line. Go ahead. <laughs> It's not even Lee Iacocca, I know. Okay, it's, uh, it's, not part of the fact. it's not part Lee of the Iacocca's fact. Lee Iacocca's been dead. Uh, unfortunately, rest in peace. He could add well, something. That's, that's nice. And if you're Sue, I think that you're picking a Super Bowl contender. I'm just saying. I, I'm, no, it's a, thank I'm you for updating br- for the thank factual you for bridging record. That gap from the humanistic we had standpoint. no respect no. for the legacy left behind by Lee Iacocca, so Greg had to come in off the yeah. top row with an RIP. <laughs> Anyway, I I think it's a, you know he's a depth piece at this point, but I like it as a pivot point. How many to talk people about the listening Eagles. know who Leia Coca is? It's got to be more than you fifteen percent. No, we have a young listenership. We have an international listenership. I don't think people are reading. His they, they could be into history, Greg. The history of the automotive industry. Right. You don't you don't know for certain that's not true. The the um I mean come on now the our team of around the NFL. Is the Lions from <laughs> right. the Motor City? That's probably plugged people back into I, that aspect. Of I don't go to the Motor, the uh, the bar there. Wait, the the <laughs> yeah. garage. The garage. I uh, I don't think they have the same uh, autobiography as uh, 
Iacocca, an autobiography, which my dad had. I remember uh, my dad had that. On our, and in our this house is thing. the this is his pose on the cover of the book. <laughs> he did it, hands over the head. It was very 1980s. Um, Lido Anthony Lee Iacocca passed away in 2019. Was an American automobile executive, best known for the development of the Ford Mustang, my dad's first car. I tend to think this won't be making it to NFL Network. Continental Mach 3, the Ford Pinto, a bit of an infamous car uh, with Ford. And then he revived the Chrysler Corporation as the CEO in the 80s. That's where his fame um, was was mostly born, I believe. He was one of the few executives to preside over the operations of two of the big three automakers. It was a titan of the industry. uh, Thank you. I think your Colts can get interesting if they compete in this game. Jonathan Taylor... I thought last week looked like Jonathan looked Taylor awesome. for yep. the first time. Healthy. And people are like, oh, well, jo- Jeff Saturday fixed the offensive line. It's like, yeah, A, you played the Raiders. B, that's true. He did have better blocking. But use your eyes. If you watched early in the season, he did not look like Jonathan Taylor. There were a couple plays where he did have room early in the season where he wasn't making people miss. He didn't look as explosive. And he did last week. So him and then their defensive tackle combination, Grover Stewart and, and Buckner, are really creating issues. They're, I think they're probably a top 10 defense right now. You know, and because of those two guys, all right, let's, uh, let's see something. So Let's see something. Parks Frazier, their young offensive coordinator, they asked, like, oh, because he looked a little flustered up there. Right, they he's said, like, oh, I got to get coffee to this guy, get a well, crawler no, to this West, guy. West's so old guy, here. Paris Campbell, who year after year, we, uh-huh. he would, like, wait and see, maybe this is the Paris Campbell year. Now it's kind of been the Paris Parks Campbell Frazier, year. Parks Frazier, they said, like, why, uh, how did it feel up there? He just said everything just felt natural. Hey, listen, it's easy. Easy but maybe there. you know what? Like, it, we would love this if it were a movie. It's nice to be. We could be as cynical as we want, but it's it's an interesting. This is turn in the in not the road. if they finish six, ten, and one. It wouldn't be a good movie. So Sestiel, they got to win. They got the team of it would be isolated to the couple of weeks here. You're a shrewd man, and I mean that as a compliment. Okay, You're shrewd in a collared shirt. Yeah, because one of your the mark things is when everyone else is bagging on something, you go to that thing. So when that thing surprises people, sass. Yeah, but then they do. So you're saying no. he's the real contrarian. Then they do the real. Then on they do some the, level. Then I do the Nirvana thing because everyone's going to be Damn, loving the Colts two weeks from now, and I'm on board with it. That's con- that's contrarian move right there. A little bit, but I'll anyway, guide them there. We'll see. And the Eagles. Let's see if they get right after a frustrating loss, their first of the season. Obviously, uh, it goes to you, Greg Rosenthal. All right, I'm going to pick a game that I'm surprised Mark Sessler didn't take here. Well, he had to get that Pittsburgh Steelers game and pick two. So. Well, I had to not get the Broncos game. I, I, I do, I've already explained that process to you. <laughs> it's Justin Fields Sunday <laughs> with 60% G. I love watching this guy live. How can you not? And I think it's going to be a fun game. Bears and Falcons on Sunday because both of these defense stink. They're kind of mirror images of each other right now, these two teams. Two run-heavy offenses that go 200-plus yards a week, and two defenses that I don't trust whatsoever. And you don't you feel like the Bears are better at this style of play? Oh, I yeah. know they keep losing right now. The, the reason I give the Falcons a chance, certainly, in this game, I mean, the Bears are not under, you know some great team. Since they've traded Robert Quinn, I went and checked. EPA per play defensively, one through eight. 15th. Bears were just like, oh, hmm. they're fine. Since then, dead last, 32nd. So the Falcons should also get theirs, and it should be a lot of offense. They should. And I think with the Bears, it's important to realize that this team with Justin Fields is just a lot different now. Mm-hmm. And I think that what you want to watch here in the. Hey, Dad! Okay. Who's that? 
It's me, God. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's God's voice. God, that's that's how God's. Sound. Uh, wow, this is crazy. Uh, hey, God. So listen, I noticed you were really enjoying the play of undrafted Bears linebacker Jack Sanborn during your Monday tape dogging sesh for Power Rankings. Whoa, uh, yeah, actually, I really, you know, yeah, you really are omnipotent, aren't you, God? Yes, seriously. I'm always watching. You need to know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, I do love me some Sanborn. He's a high motor grinder, local boy made good, who's in the middle of everything. I know, that- bro. I literally created him. <laughs> oh, <right>. So anyway, <laughs> he's your guy now. Whoa. Whoa I, my God. I got to say, that is, that's unexpected. But what about, you know, the standard processing? Waved. Oh, please. <laughs> Wow. Uh, wow, this is nuts. Uh, thank you, God. Um, <laughs> before you go, I, I feel like I'll, I'll kick myself forever if I don't ask. Not just for me, on behalf of the guys in the studio and everybody. What's it all for? I mean, everything. Life. Save it for the Theology Podcast, Tugboat. <laughs> okay. Well, even God. Uh, all right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Anything else? Tell Mark... Mark Sessler, that is. Uh-oh. I see him, too. Uh-oh. And man, that guy is a freak. <laughs> I mean, a freak elite. I mean, what? 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 Right, Greg? All right. Oh, boy. Bye. <laughs> Got out. <laughs> wow. Uh, Whoa. You know, sometimes yeah. like God, it feels like God walks into the studio and then it actually happened. I mean, uh, I'm left um, feeling vulnerable. What's that? He's not, he's not wrong. He is a freak freak league. Freak, <laughs> freak, freak I didn't realize that um, the way that God works is that he's able to observe all things. I didn't know that that was the, the, the I case. Thought, I, you know, that's what they You're always said, that, and that now we I, know. I thought yeah. he might jump in with the, a Tyler Algier, uh, your guy update for Mark, but that's still going through no, processing. Well, that, I think the lead, it's buried a little bit, but Jack Sanborn, the undrafted linebacker, is my guy. He's on my list. Okay. Um, which is crazy that he would get involved with that, but it is what it is. And I mean, apparently God does not care about me in that process. Or I don't know what I've, I don't, I there's, think a, he might is, be, I'm there's left with so immense, much going on with you, I think, that he's just distracted and he hasn't been able to get to the Algiers situation. I'm left with immense um, concern. <laughs> anyway, let's go on with the analysis of the game. Do we have to? Not really. I, I have one I, I um, sandwich right. prop um, item here. I did before the season say that we would witness the fastest game of the year. Mm. This one on paper sets up where both teams, they ran the ball combined like 82 times. Maybe you get there, you get close. It's just really hard to do it because we've seen some, Greg, on Sundays when we're monitoring some of these outlier strange games and they're not getting close enough, I, even I, the fast ones. Yeah, the, ga- the NFL games, by the way, have gotten way faster this year. Is this on your radar, Dan? The time is faster than any year since 1987. But why? Well, there's. I think r- the running, style of play I think running mostly, is way up. Like, yeah. I mean, long drives. Right. He's like the way scoring's down. Playing. But Roger Goodell and and the league office also are taking some credit, as they should, with with much less replay time. Um, that, they've yes. really they've really cut that down on, on that. So a couple little things. Cole Komet might not play in this game. AJ Terrell might be back. And uh, 
Khalil Herbert on injury make reserve. A, make a play. Yeah, that's a good point. They're not breath. as deep. Uh, make a play, Mariota, off script with with your arm. It just never <clears throat> happens. And when you have a can't shoot straight. When you have a running quarterback, which he ultimately is, and he, and he's good at running. They and he's part of their great running game. You need to be able to come up with plays on your own sometimes, like play make. And he just, he doesn't make any plays. And the previous, I forget who the crew was. It was maybe Vilma last week. They, him and Pitts, Pitts has to be at fault somewhat because they are never on the same page. Sometimes Mariota just misses him, but about three times a game, it's just like one of them thinks the other is going to do something else. Their I don't lack know of chemistry it's, is like almost shocking. But I have a solution he's to your. So many throws on Pitts, though. It's no, it's terrible. It's crazy. I have a solution for you. How about make a play, Desmond Ritter? When I mean, at some when do the Jeff, Falcons at some point decide? I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly one. They're going to stick with him until the season's over at week 13. And then at week 14, they'll hit the bye. And then he'll start starting week 15. I just wonder what it says about Desmond Ritter or Arthur Smith. I don't think it says anything. I think it's Arthur Smith. Isn't he a third-round pick? Yeah. In a quarterback class? Why not try him out? Okay, I think if he loses this game, Ritter starts next week. And two of the reasons I think that is Arthur Smith was indignant this week. He's like, what situation? There's no situation. I'm super Mario. I was like, a little too much there. I kind of love Arthur Smith. And then more importantly, (laughs) Jeff Schultz uh, for The Athletic, who is as plugged in as any columnist, has been there a long time, said he thought, that it's like getting to be game to game. That it's it's gonna be Ritter soon if if Mario. Yeah, that's better. I just said he's a as I meant in the country he's in there. Yeah, you're right. Orlando led a better, but he's Absolutely. more of a beat guy. I don't think he can say you know he can't opine as much. Schultz bomb. He gives you the facts. Schultz just comes and in I, and drops. I don't have access to the Journal Constitution anymore. Oh, you know which I totally respect. Why you don't you make money. support your local news institutions? Not my local. It's not your national. Literally across the country. Support journalism. I have a paid subscription to every newspaper in the country. You absolutely do and not. And there's no way for you to check. You would never know. You All you are surrounded by are paywalls. <laughs> I, I support The Athletic. And uh, that that kind of gets it all done in you one place. You think we could expense that? I think talk we, about that I've thought of that. I think we we could have, but we Let's never not have. Pay Among for other things. Anything. Among other things. Let's get on the teat. All right. Before we snake... <laughs> Let's take a break. I think God would like that. Thank you, God, by the way. And I will be a good boy. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right. Okay, it's snakes to Greggy. Someone uh, tweeted at me last week. Oh, I'll pay you ten bucks if uh, you know you never do the snake sound again. About ten million, and then slide the check across the table, and I'll light it on fire just to stick it to that guy. Snake forever. It's a power move. Yeah, it's a, it's a long process to really this stick is a, it a to. Complex power move. Uh, it is Mark's choice. I have made two selections. In a row. Or oh, you have after my me. apologies. Yes. Yes. No, wait. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I didn't. No, you didn't. Chicago, Atlanta. Oh, my God. I made the wrong choice first. Well, Drew knows where I'm going with this. Lions and Giants. That's actually my primary game, if you care, in the morning. I'm excited about this. Who would care? Nobody except me. <laughs> Letting you know. It's a good game, though. I like it. That's it's, a good pick. It's a, let's be real. Dan has supported the Lions incredibly. Thank you. He believes in him with his heart. Thank you. Mark, not so much. No. But on Sundays, the I'll Lions, just because of the way the drafts have fallen, have become the team of THAL. Because you guys have almost Fall. not watched the Lions all season. Because I think I've had them almost every week. And I'm excited for them this week. Because I think they're going to go win this game in New York, this is a great litmus test of this. Such a weird setup. It's like I've been completely supportive of the team. I did the <laughs> Hard Knocks podcast. I I fought with you to try to get Sessler yes. on the straight narrow. That's then why you, I wanted to point that out. And then you out. put a, a, a dagger in the middle of my back. It was not it a ton of evidence and against you. I yeah. even just tried to point out. I think it's just random, but I just can't. I just have the Lions every week, okay. and uh, the, all their games are kind of the same. They're not quite as compelling, actually, as a football operation. Mm. As uh, I think just because they're so consistent, like we know who Jared Goff is. DeAndre Swift can't figure out how to play more than 10 snaps a week because he's not healthy enough, I guess. And Amon Ross St. Brown's getting open again. The offensive line, I think, can protect Goff and move the ball on the ground in this game. The big question whenever Goff plays like a heavy blitz team is that he struggles with pressure. And so that's the big matchup there. But on paper, I like this Lions offensive line being tough enough. And I just feel like the Giants have to have a passing game at some point. And I know they've coached around it, and Daniel Jones has done well enough for when he's given the opportunity. Uh, but this is a game where you should be able to light up the Lions defense. And I, and I just think it's a rare team that won't light up the Lions defense. Yeah, it's like their their strengths don't totally work with Detroit's outside of the fact that the Lions have the 31st run defense in the league. That said, I think that that's really pretty heavily weighed on uh, earlier in the year. They were solid against the Packers 
against their run. It's solid against Dolph- the Dolphins on the, on the run. They were destroyed by the Bears, but everyone's getting destroyed by the Bears. And that had a lot to do with Justin Fields. They also had three takeaways against the Packers in that tight game. They had the pick six against the Bears in the game they lost by one point. They're going to need to find a way to get, I think, a turnover two in this. Daniel Jones hasn't thrown an interception since week three. The, the Giants mm. have been clean. Wow. They have been clean. And I do think this is a, it's, it, it's in New York. You've got Saquon Barkley playing out of his mind and you just unleash him against Detroit. I do think it's going to be really tight, but I don't know why. I'm hearing this all over the place that the Giants, this is the week the Giants go down. I love Wink Martindale making life hell for Jared Goff. They're only three-point favorites. They're a 7-2 and two team against a 3-6 and six People team just do home. not want to believe and in the Giants. Not so only, I kind of get it. Not only lines are 3-6, and six, their win on the road uh, last week was their first in two years uh, under Dan Campbell. So this is a bad road team. The lines don't travel well. They're very up and down. Jared Goff, I don't know what the weather is going to be in uh, northern New Jersey uh, mm. this weekend, but Small it's probably going to be cold. Here, yeah. um, so keep an eye on that. <laughs> I think this does set up well for the Giants. And, you know, if anybody that's been listening to the show knows I've always been, you know, kinder to the Giants and some other people, uh, Greg and Wes, certainly. Uh, but, Mark, you've kind of taken the baton because, yeah, I don't. And I, got, I was getting a lot of fire um, in my um, East Coast text thread for having the Giants at 13 in the power rankings because there is a part of me that's just like, I have a lot of respect for what they've done to get to this point, but do I have to buy in that they're actually a good team? And then just out of curiosity, I do not use um, Football Outsider as a guide when I do the power rankings, but sometimes, like after the fact, I'll check it. Giants are ranked 19th in the league in Team DVOA, and that, that to me tells the story also of a team that is well-coached, they win close games, they've had a, a cush schedule, and this, is, again, sets up well for the Giants to get to 8-2. and two. So I don't know what to make of them because they're going to go to the playoffs and they're going to win 11, maybe even 12 games most likely. Um, but I've yet to buy in, I think, a big part with Daniel Jones. Like, Daniel Jones, what he's doing is what the Jets wish Zach Wilson was doing, which is he mm. makes occasional yeah, plays, good. he doesn't turn it over, and he leans on other aspects of the team that are stronger. Uh, you got to credit him for that. Can the Lions put... The Giants in a situation where Daniel Jones needs to make plays, I don't know about that. I don't think this is a matchup that sets up well for Detroit. I think like the, if the Giants are a pet team of mine, it's more just the story around them. And I think Brian Dable, I, I kind of love Brian Dable, and I think the team does, and they're enjoyable. But I, they're flawed, and I think it's a great opening year for Brian Dable. And I could see them having a record next season if they don't have major new elements to the team and probably a new quarterback. The record won't be this. It's like they're, they're not the record, but they're also like better than people think on defense. I think they create more problems than people think on defense. They don't turn the ball over. They can run the ball really well, and they've been money in the fourth quarter. I, I think they're a tough team to prepare for. And all these, you know, as the coaches say, it's like a one week season. And I think Dable, the combination of Dable and Martindale are very good at game planning week to week and changing what they're going to do. And that's, that's a huge battle in a, in a, in a huge asset in a league without a lot of separation, but they're like number two and three receivers last week, whereas Isaiah Hodgson's Hodgins and Tanner Hudson, Henry Hodgson. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We are. I am. Too, we are too hard. I am too hard on the Giants. I shouldn't say we. I am sometimes. And so they were also. Let's stuck give them with some like... flowers. Which is just Dexter Lawrence is a Pro Bowler this year. Dave Gettleman got one of those hog mollies right. Took a few years, but he's playing outstanding. Andrew Thomas is a Pro Bowl left tackle. They hit on that pick too. Mm-hmm. And one example of a good coaching staff I like to look for. Do they take a player that other coaching staffs 
had no use for and make them really valuable. Remember Jalen Smith? Cowboys couldn't use him last year, and the Giants, with a different coaching staff, didn't know what to do with him last year. He was a lost player, and he's come in for this Giants team, and it's it's pretty good. Well, I would flip it around and say they also apparently couldn't do anything with Tony, Kadarius Tony. Well, that's but that also that speaks to we'll see what happens. I think. That Let's was see. that's why it didn't it seem personal, but also I mean, they, but Tony's story is not written in Kansas City. It it's isn't, not like but they we also, know for sure. You, I mean, in on paper before last season, you would have thought Kenny Galladay would be their star wideout. He's been a disaster. He had a, I one don't of the think worst there's drops any of the league. Him. Yeah, I don't think there's any. Um, he has twenty two yards. Did you know Saquon Barkley has nine hundred and thirty one rushing yards? He's on pace for like seventeen hundred yards. Week eleven, he's on pace for seventeen fifty eight. He had thirty five carries out of the bye last week. I would imagine I'd be very surprised unless this game gets out of hand and they can rest him if he gets 30 more touches in this game. Keep an eye on it. It's it's actually pretty crazy. I looked it up uh, earlier this week and he's up to 198 carries uh, in nine games after mm. 181 carries in 2021 and 2020 combined. Um, so you hope he doesn't wear down. You certainly hope he doesn't get injured because you take Barkley out of this mix and it could be Crater City you for got the problems. Giants. they got to use him more as now, a receiver. It's a little, a little weird just how he hasn't really leaned into that. All right, there you go. So, Mark, it is now back to you. All right, um, God knows that I like uh, chaos. Oh, God knows everything. Darkness. Yes. Um, you know, intrigue of that nature. Ram Saints. It could thank get – it, it is ugly. It is an thank ugly you. situation. I, I want us to see how – Sean McVay. No, I know because you, but you don't love the Saints. You can still watch this no, if you want. Not anymore. You can still watch it out of the corner. Um, I mean, I, I think we will have someone yeah. with very large muscles that likes to lift weights. Watch this one. <laughs> He'll also be watching. This. <laughs> I hate this for. The, I mean, the Rams are just. It's like kind of impressive to watch how messy things are. Alaric Jackson, their left tackle, was diagnosed with blood clots. Mm-hmm. He is out of out for the rest of the season. That's very serious. Chandler Brewer, the right guard, has a grade three MCL. He's out for like three or four weeks. I mean, they have had ten different line combinations. They're on this third season. stringers almost everywhere. Right, and even right and tackle. even in week one when that wasn't the case, in many along the look across the board, they were a disaster. They have, it's been an unfixable issue, and it's getting. We've talked about it every week on this thing. While the rest of the league is embracing the ground game against smaller defensive players and, and succeeding, the Rams cannot run the ball. They just lost Cooper Cup, who accounted for 37.8% of their receiving yards. Matthew Stafford's passer rating to anyone not named Cooper Cup is, this would be fine in 1972. In 2022, it's a disaster. It's 77.2 is his passer rating to anyone not named Cooper Cup. How on earth does someone... I thought it'd someone, be worse. To be honest with you. Well, I mean, but seventy-seven point two is awful in yeah. this day and age. And yet they could they could win this game. This is well, the, they're playing another disaster. This is the bad vibes bowl of the week. There's a couple, but this is the mm, worst. This is the bad. As it this gets. is the worst vibes. Yeah. I think well, the Saints, Las have, Vegas, Denver's t- raising its hand, but yeah, right. I, those would be the two. But Jameis Winston this week and what's gone on with him, I, I think speaks to something larger going on with the saints. He had an interview uh, with Mike triplet who now works for uh, Nick Underhill's site. Check it out. It's good stuff. I think new Orleans football, not to be confused with Jeff triplet, the long time no. NFL, long time, long time, uh, not the same person beat guy. And Jameis talked to him and he, he spoke about how he's not really fully healthy, that he hasn't been fully practicing. 
And so the fact that he hasn't been listed on the injury report over the last month. Okay, Uh-oh. you just told on yourself Whoopsie. there. I wouldn't be surprised if the league is Discipline check- incoming. checking into that. He also said that one of the reasons he struggled so much to recover from the back injury is that they put him on a plane to London oh. with broken backs and problems, and that really exacerbated it. Well, he wasn't sitting in the seats that we were sitting in, apparently. Well, we, I think maybe if he was doing some knee highs, he would have been all right. I don't yeah. think the, as nice as you can like lie down, you know, you were saying. Those yeah, were nice seats. Yeah, I don't know if that would solve everything of being mm. in, in a plane for, mm-hmm. for 10 hours. <laughs> It sure sounds like to me when Dennis Allen spoke, and I listened to him because I'm just like, what's going on with Dennis Allen? When he spoke this week, he almost kind of hinted that, like, Jameis isn't ready to start and that maybe they were ready to go back to Jameis, and then he spoke about it with both quarterbacks, and he kind of hinted on Monday that he was going to go to Jameis, but on Wednesday, it's back to Dalton, and you don't want to speculate too much, but it wouldn't be surprising if Jameis was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I think it's you're like, right. What kind of situation? Is this? It's just and like Marshawn Lattimore. Remember Marshawn Lattimore? Yeah, great. What happened to him? Not so great. They never put any guys on injured reserve. They just have guys that are out and they're out for day to day, and then they're out for eight weeks. Just something. It's something like Dennis Allen and Brandon Staley just get on the phone together. It's like, oh, I got a great idea to mess up my guys this week with their injury stuff. Listen to this. <laughs> just like conspire. He's like, great. Like, oh, that's I, an awesome idea. Can I borrow that? Uh, so don't put him on IR. <laughs> Yeah, he's really hurt, and he's not anywhere close, and we could free up roster space and give that guy. No, 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 no. Keep him in the mix. Get him in. The, get him on a plane. Send him to Europe. Yeah, very good. Keenan Allen, him. <laughs> it's like two bad guys. They're probably nice. I don't know. They're probably gonna. I mean, here are some players, by the way. Out. Uh, the way Put him in coach middle seat. <laughs> oh, that's delicious. Marshawn Lattimore, Cameron. Oh, you're so wicked. <laughs> Oh, oh, go ahead. Greg. It doesn't. Sorry, Greg. It doesn't matter. <laughs> why do I? Why did these? It, this game doesn't matter. I mean, the, the players out: Lattimore, Cameron Jordan, Davenport, Pete Werner, Ramchek. Some of these guys will be back playing it's in pretty, the game. But Andrews, some, there's car crash. It's car crash it's, theater. Too. It's crazy. Like yeah. almost like I don't know what's going on. I know my my guys at at, at Saints Twitter podcast are convinced they won't win a game the rest of the season. That there's no way they're even winning this game. I don't know if it's that bad, but I gotta say they've been kind of on top of how bad it was going to get for a while. So maybe maybe they're onto something. I mean, they we'll see. I don't. I know you had a little Andy Dalton thing going on. I'm not sure what the argument was to to keep with him, but uh, he was a disaster I, against. Pittsburgh. I actually am standing on that Dalton is not like he's just it, he wouldn't be solving anything. But just he's just a symptom of what's going on. Brandon, hear me out on this. <laughs> After yeah. Jameis gets off the plane at Heathrow, we have him load the bus. All the luggage. <laughs> lift, lift, lift. <laughs> <laughs> you're a genius. Oh, you're deliciously wicked. All right, watch what I do this week. Keenan Allen? Oh, my goodness. His hamstring is killing him. <laughs> Put him back on the field. Oh, you're naughty. Oh. You're terrible. Brandon State. God, Dennis we're Allen, so bad. It, it works at it works for Dennis Allen. So <laughs> drinking like a big glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> oh, we are so bad. All right, where are we at? Okay, I will grab because you know, uh, Mark. You know what? Vegas at Denver. It's not too bad for me. I like the the drama. Uh, I don't like it, but you know there is again some car crash theater here. The Raiders. Obviously having a dreadful season, and that was, let's face it, given everything around the team, a humiliating loss to the Colts after the Colts were were presented to the outside world as the worst organization in the NFL with a a zero amount 
of um, you know big picture view on how to run a football team. Then they go to your building and you're charging the fans like 200 bucks a ticket, and then they just beat you. That can't happen. So then Mark Davis comes out. He defends um, the team. He says, "This is a, we're playing the long game here. And then you have Derek Carr and others coming out in the media and saying, hey, we really needed that. That's going to help in the locker room, which I wondered about early in the week, if that would have a positive effect, uh, them not feeling like uh, the walls were totally caving in with an owner about to fire everybody. But at the end of the day, they're still a mess. They go to Denver now to face a Broncos defense that is good, still good, even uh, after they moved Bradley Chubb. You saw that again uh, as they shut down Derrick Henry. Um, So Josh Jacobs, good luck here in this game. Hmm. Um, That said, uh, Russell Wilson as we talked about a little bit um, on Sunday and as we've been talking about all season, it's just kind of a mess. And this could be a big Max Crosby game uh, where he makes several huge plays. I just think Russell Wilson is not going to fix this offense. He's, in fact, perhaps the problem with this offense. And you're going to see a low-scoring game. And I think the Raiders actually win this game. I feel like uh, something like, you know, 20 to 13 and you get a happy Derek Carr on the podium talking about what a relief it is afterwards. I mean, Russell Wilson's sack rate right now is 28.7 when he's under pressure. That is by far over the last What's half decade. What's even second? Oh, well, the last half decade. Oh, oh, for his last half decade. It, oh, I mean, his it's last like, decade. It, it okay. speaks to the fact that he just looks lost out there. And Tyler Columbus, a former Bronco, um, who said that he's been speaking with people inside the organization. This is a crazy thing that Russell Wilson has been losing his mind out there, he said in a quote. He's using audibles from the Seahawks. The guys don't know the audibles. He's using code words that guys don't know. That's stunning. I mean, it just speaks to the fact that, like, you would have thought, okay, would, would Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, duo, combination experiment, struggle for the first month, maybe six six weeks? We saw that, and you think, are they going to grow their way out of it? They're not, because the coach and the quarterback are not up to speed. And I, I don't know what the future Mr. is for Limited. Russell Wilson at this point. What's the future? Yeah, once it once a game, he makes a big play, it feels like now, where it's like a 70-yard touchdown of some kind, and then you're like, okay, they're going to build on that, build on that. And then three quarters later, they have like two they first downs. They don't build on anything. They're, this is the, the Claybon team. There is no momentum around the Denver Broncos yeah. and what they do on offense. They make a couple of big plays a game, and it is surrounded by slop. Um, it is, it's a bad situation. I just, I think about what the, the financial commitment is to Wilson and what they're going to have to think, what the moves they're going to make, Greg, in the off season. We don't need to get there yet. It's still only we will be uh, talking mid-November, it, but yeah. that will be a major subplot. Like what does new ownership do knowing they're kind of in deep with a guy that maybe can't play anymore? I don't think they have, uh, any choice. They also won't have their draft pick. I mean, right now that would be, I think the number three. Three pick? Oh. I don't. I, I could be wrong. Maybe that was the Raiders that were that high. Raiders do have their pick. Did not give up the, their own pick for Devontae Adams. So that's good. Devontae Adams has actually come in as advertised, by the way. He has the, almost the exact same numbers as he did with the Packers at this point a He's year so ago. He's so good. But they just so good. they don't have depth on their offense. They're going to struggle. They These two teams have played before. It was the week we were in London, and I remember the— that was Russell Wilson's best game. He played pretty well against the Raiders, like everyone does. It was definitely the Raiders' best game offensively. They put up 30. They were the only team that like had a great day against Denver. Josh Jacobs had a nice day. I don't know if that has any meaning. The, the, the teams are missing a lot more players than they were back Feels then. Feels like four decades ago. Right, the weather will be very different. The 
the Brown the Broncos are getting back Baron Browning and Justin Simmons on defense, potentially. Two really good players who were gone last week. But on offense, they're thin like the Raiders too. So I know we don't have to spend too much time, but they're their second and third receivers last week. Who was it? It was Justin Virgil, who I was not familiar with mm-hmm. previously. He had the long touchdown. And Jalen Virgil. Jalen Virgil. And then Kendall Hilton, Hinton, our old friend who started that game at quarterback, is now like a starting receiver for them. Uh, he had always been kind of their fifth receiver. So they're, they're hurting. Even in a disastrous hey, I'm game. I'm Russell Wilson, and I throw a sexy deep ball. Um, even, <laughs> for, even for um, a sad Raider season, Devonta Adams makes – Multiple plays every week. You're like, man, he's so much different. The way, just not just his speed, uh, but his wiggle and his getting away from would-be tacklers and turning a seven-yard gain into a 17-yard gain. He's exactly what you're saying, as good as advertised. So he's just kind of – it's weird to watch and a little bit frustrating to see his another great prime season of his be wasted while the Packers and Aaron Rodgers desperately need him. It just – for me, there's like some type of like cognitive disconnect. Like, why isn't he back there in the – pack? You know. I'm sure football. Fans you're get loyal it. to football too. I think you're thinking about football. I am. I he am. wanted to play with his best friend. Well, he got. He it doesn't got always it. work out. Uh, all right. I think he'd rather be there still. Let's be quicker. <laughs> Finish this thing out. Um, Gravedigger, I want you uh, to get involved with this one. So I'm going to give you the choice of two games here. You ready? Gravedigger. The Commandos at Houston or the Panthers <laughs> at Baltimore. Mm. I've got Lamar Jackson on a few fantasy teams, so yeah. I'm going to choose the Baltimore right. one. Of course. No, you, I'm annoyed can you, you keep uh, keep some eyes on this game then, Justin? Absolutely. Uh, help help me uh, with this. Uh, why are you so mad, Mark? What what about this game That's, is interesting I have too? one more. I have one more um, game assignment, and and I'm going to be stuck with the game, the other game you mentioned. Now, thank you very much. I, you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got the well, commandos. Thank you, Justin, I should say. You got the commandos. Uh, the Ravens uh, and the Panthers. So we have um, Baker Mayfield uh, starting for the Panthers. Uh, we'll see if he finishes that game. And the Ravens, obviously, Whoa. now. Uh, what? He stinks. Well, I guess you're right. I don't think he's going to get. You'd think he'd get benched for. There's been reporting that Sam there's Darnold. people inside the Panthers org that want to see Darnold before the end right. of the year. I don't know why, but. Right. There is a report out there. So I'm just saying, I don't know if, they, okay, I didn't if know. he's completely going down in flames again in, in the first half. If they think Darnold's healthy, he'll play. But I think this this game is more about, again, the Ravens, who have been just, to me, kind of fun to watch. I, I enjoy, uh, obviously, the way Lamar plays. And, um, you know, their running game is their identity. Uh, because it has to be on some level. They, they're they missing pieces in the passing game. Mark Andrews is practicing, I believe, so that's mm-hmm. a, that's an important Really part. good chance to play, they need, uh, Harbaugh If said. they're going to win the Super Bowl, Mark Andrews not only has to be on the field, but he has to be healthy and making plays. But for now, especially against lesser-than teams, they could absolutely just lean on Lamar, who's averaging 7.4 yards per attempt on 86 carries. But, you know, Gus Edwards, Kenny and Drake, Justin Hill, these guys have all, when called upon, done things as well. And a lot of that goes back to the offensive line. And you look at a big-time draft hit on Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, Ronnie Stanley has stabilized things on the mm-hmm. left side. This team is built to roll over uh, a lot of teams, including the Panthers. That's what's going to happen here. When you add Jordan Rodriguez to talk about the Saints – Ravens game. Uh, you guys did a great job because it was like the way that they confused New Orleans. Um, and there's this one play where I think it showed the running game 
completely opening up opportunities in the passing game for Lamar Jackson, where it looked like he was going to sweep right behind like four or five giant behemoths. And the <laughs> Saints are preparing to deal with Lamar Jackson. Be- behemoths? Yeah, just like... Behemoths. I say behemoths. 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 I just say it that other way. That's how I say it. But hold on. So Rabil. That might it, be the British pronunciation. Yeah, it's like I, you know, I came he, from a different world Surrey. than you. I, I came from a different world than you. I forgot about the England thing. Yeah. Rebelled with Behemoths. I mean, I'm not sure that I can like truly chart it to that, but it's a I, possibility. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to like, let us know, listeners, if, if that's how it's it. Because like, controversy <laughs> is definitely <laughs> spoken differently in England. I we was say at, controversy. Yeah. I was at the stadium like, uh, with Mark. Well, I don't say, I don't, and Mark's like, why don't we take the lift? I was like, whoa. <laughs> Where did that well, come from? Oh, Surrey, six weeks, 1974. I still say one thing that I get flagged <laughs> on all the time is instead of sweatpants, tracksuit pants. That's what I was raised to you say. You grew up in Connecticut. I was in England till I was from age three to almost seven. So there was a lot of developmental stuff happening there. I don't know if you know how children work. I don't, I don't know where my lexicon came from. <laughs> We're just a bunch of my, sexy dads. I was just going to mention that on that sweep, though, they're so focused on Lamar Jackson <laughs> that he throws this incredible pass to Isaiah Likely, and it just it, they're finding oh, yeah. ways oh, yeah. to open up opportunities for him in, in every possible way. They're, they're getting healthier. I think they are a great example of what good coaching staffs do. I think they figure out their team as the season goes along, and they start focusing on strengths, and they start dialing it. You can see the improvement from their running game in terms of their offensive line as the season's gone along. You can see the improvement from their defense as the season's gone along and they've kind of figured things out. Either their defense or offense can kind of win them a game. And there's just not that many teams like that. They're very good at like changing the game plans depending on the half. They're only the fifth team in NFL history, Dan, mm. to have a double-digit double lead in each of their first nine games. Mm. How did they lose wow. so many games? Right, and so that that like rank puts them with like some of the most dominant teams team. ever. And now they, they're... They should have a double-digit lead in this game. They are 13-point favorites. They're destroy Baker, the Mayfield will... Feel the revenge from Lamar going, oh, all those teams took you number one overall. Oh, you wouldn't have liked me in Cleveland. That's not really a narrative, but uh, no one was thinking about him. But they should have. They should have. Yeah. Finally, uh, Mark Sessler. John Harbaugh is a young it is 60 fitting. years old. <laughs> That's it a is, good one. Yeah, it is fitting that the only member of around the NFL to regularly go commando <laughs> gets the commandos against the Texans. With the yeah, it's pick. fitting. So there's poetry. Are you wearing that. underpants right now? No. Why did I tell you that? I don't know. I just never do. Anyways, like um sometimes I just like to I look possibly, in the back and see the how reaction. How do I possibly pivot? I would say uh Justin seems delighted. Christy stayed stone-faced and professional. I see her laughing right now. Christy hasn't blinked since she heard. Drew, it's hard to tell. He's a 6 foot 7 man who's never smiled Drew's according like, to Dan. Same. No underpants for me. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't say out loud that's in his monologue. If I weren't on this show, this would not be known. I get asked well, these questions and then I answer them. There's a lot that's true of, Mark. Here's my yeah. – can I – it's personal. Almost everything yeah. that's true. It's a little personal, but you kind of open the door. So no, I'm not, I'm I'm not necessarily required to answer um, them, whatever you're And this isn't ask. judgy because I'm the same way sometimes. Sometimes I will notice uh, you'll wear the same jeans multiple times in a row without underpants. Um I don't know. Is it, do you wash your jeans? Daily it's not every. I don't do this every day. First of all, and secondly, well, um, but today. Secondly, I don't really. I don't really care about the it's experience. The experience for anyone else. You just checked your watch. You got a. You got a hard out, or no? It just it shaked, <laughs> and it said I have a low power, a ten percent left. So we only. Okay. We, we got to get out of here. 
Okay. How do I? Pit- I'm not discussing this game after all that. You discuss it. All right. Uh, the commander is just coming off the biggest win that they've had in a long time. Like uh, so I like that Taylor Heineke. One, one, and they're against the worst team in the league. But one, one Commandos fan uh, did uh, tweet at me, hey, Dan, do, I know you might think that you should lock up the commanders this week. No. Do not do it. Do not trust. Yes, Justin. Somebody did. Who? Oh, no. Who? Heroes, we took another L last week. Oh, no, Nick. (laughs) We're not doing so hot. I guess I should say I'm not doing so well. The rest of the brothers won't ever give me their picks before I need to do this recording, so I just make something up on the fly now. I reached out to Larry because he's 8-1 and one in the sub-standing. Sub-standing. He waited three days, but he finally got back to me and gave me three picks. <laughs> so I guess we're going to go down to Houston and watch oh. a, two boring teams that have terrible quarterbacks that are going nowhere. Hey, commanders are but in the mix. it is a little bit interesting. Close game. Commander's probably the better team on the road. Makes for a pretty lockable game for the Westlings. Oh. So what will we do? Well, we're going down to Houston, and we're going commando, baby. <laughs> Lock it up. You know, it, you see, they turned out the light on Nick. Yeah. It's, I put it's this a, on the brothers. It's tough to watch. Because I think Nick, when it was originally conceived, the idea was yeah, it's a brothers thing. You know, it's carrying on the legacy of that, of that family and Chris. And then one by one, they just left Nick out in the cold. And now Nick is... Buried himself with a lot of bad picks this year. Right, so I would, say, I would say it's partly on Nick. Yeah, it's partly. Sure, but he's reaching Four and out. six. Yeah. He's the prodigal's, a prodigal son. He's wandered away. And what happened, uh, we know, because God literally was in the room earlier. Yeah. When the prodigal son came home, Mark, yeah. was he turned away by the father? No. Save it for the, the theology The father podcast, accepted please. him. In fact, it caused a problem with the more officious, yes. dutiful son because he's like, I've been here the whole time right. doing all your chores and mowing the lawn, and then this guy rolls in from who knows where, and so you're, he's just as favored as I am. Perhaps the Wesseling brothers, Nick accepted, need to bury their nose in the Bible and uh, realize it's time to forgive Nick and come together as a family. I don't think that would yeah. be a popular... I don't think that's going to fly too well inside with inside of the theology podcast tugboat. All right, all right. Sorry. I God. think I I do think that the Vikings, um, his Bills lock over the Vikings, seem to have taken a lot of yeah air out this of oxygen out of the room. Yeah, it's not fun um, to see Nick so beaten down. He used to be so excited and happy each week. And turn I think the light out. Hopefully, out we'll get a back a, a a better version of Nick, and hopefully, the Commanders come through. Although I don't feel confident. I'm kind of with your friend. I. I was. I really. This was the hard. One of the hardest There's games a guy of the week. On Twitter. Yeah, I don't pick. think it stands for. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not that he's I thought it was enemy. a hard game to pick because the Texans got to win a game at some point, and this feels like a game they could win. They're in the fourth quarter every single week. The Commanders are in the fourth quarter every single week, so it's probably gonna be close. And Ron Rivera's buying time. He doesn't want Carson Wentz to play anymore. So now he's like, oh, take another week, take another week. He's buying time in, in multiple ways. I was thinking about that. The way this season was going, he was almost certain. To be a casualty, I think, if there was a change in ownership, which there's expected to be in March, because usually coaches are. He was actually in the exact same situation when he was in Carolina, yeah, and he right. staved it off for like a year mm-hmm. or half a year. I don't even remember if he lasted that year, but he did stave it off for that off season. And now he's going to be in a similar situation. But if they keep winning, he he's auditioning, and there's no if they win seven or eight nine games, I don't think he's going anywhere. No. 
Uh, I also like I you know Heineke at least I think has had awesome chemistry with Terry McLaurin during their run together. Really? He's turned scary Terry your guy into the eighth most valuable fantasy wideout, and they have legit chemistry. They were really good on third down against the Eagles. I just Is that I don't a fantasy nug. That was scheme. I like their scheme. Like Scott Turner, he hit, maybe it's too complicated, but there's a lot of fancy little plays. And one last little commando yes. note. Yes, one last Greg. Curtis Samuel. Yes. 483, 483 yards receiving, 134 rushing. He actually is kind of doing the Debo Samuel role hmm. and doing it very well. Every week he has about four or five really key plays where you're like, wow, Curtis Samuel's valuable. He actually has more yards in both of those categories that's than Debo they, Samuel. That's what they signed hmm. him to be, and his first season was ruined by injury. Uh, and I've enjoyed it. Did we nice. bring up Chase Young? That nice he might be player. playing in this game after not. the defensive no. line kind of dominated and made big plays uh, against an undefeated. Anyway, they're five and five, and they're in the they're in the playoff mix right now. Uh, maybe a big win. Time. Maybe a win by the Commanders will help bring the brothers together. Yeah, now we're, we're all Cincinnati Commanders fans since we don't take Nick you know seriously as a competitor anymore. Now we're rooting for Ooh. him. I don't feel that well, way. Where are they in the standings? They're at the, they're, they're at the bottom. They're right? very far at the bottom. All right. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to everybody for watching. Uh, this show is on NFL Network every Saturday morning. Check your local listings. Um, thank you again until uh, Friday in the fun show. And then, of course, the flagship show in which we break down every game we just previewed. Remember to do one thing. As Chris Wessel is known to say... Heave the call. Oh, the meaning of life? (laughs) I mean, it's really simple. Uh, It's in my book. Have you read my book? I mean, one foot in divinity and another foot in the world of man. Or render unto Caesars what is Caesars and render unto God's what is God's. Read my book, man. It's kind of a big deal. Been around for a little while. All right? I think it's still on some bestsellers list. Jeez Louise. At least audible it. (laughs) Got out. (laughs) (laughs) Seems nice, sort of. (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.